Hey, big shot, guess what? You're not so hot. It's Rhyme and Reason 313. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Hey there, Tony here with another episode of Rhyme and Reason. And I'm so glad you're there. I don't like talking to myself. And if you weren't there, that's what I'd be doing. There'd be people looking and it would be embarrassing and... I don't know, I probably just wouldn't want to do it anymore, but hey, you saved me from all that. So you're there, you're listening, I appreciate it, letting me get into your ears, and uh, I'm going to kind of tell you a little story here first before I get started in what I was going to talk about, because I remembered this uh, funny story. I went to a business conference in Urbana-Champaign, it's kind of like two little towns melded together. Urbana-Champaign, Illinois, and that was uh, last week as I record this. It's already been a week since I was there, which is weird. Anyway, there was a great big conference there. It was called the Proven Conference, and it was wonderful to uh, meet with a bunch of people and uh, people who were doing entrepreneurial things and learned a bunch of cool stuff, man. it was If you weren't there, you missed out. If for nothing else, then to be there at the same time in the same place where a building housed at the same time me and Greg Perry. Yes, it's true. It all happened in this one place. That almost never happens. In fact, in the decades that Greg and I have known each other, he was telling people how uh, we've only kind of seen each other. That was the third time. And so, uh, you know, it's rare. So it did happen. But anyway, I digress. I'm going to get back to the funny story that one of the speakers gave. And there were a bunch of speakers on three different days that I was out there. And uh, he was talking about a rich billionaire who wanted to buy a horse. Uh, But not just any horse. He wanted the most magnificent horse. And he found a place. uh, He was, he's, uh, let me get back here. He was in California. This billionaire is in California. But he found a place for horses all the way across the country in Pennsylvania where they raised the most magnificent horses. Um, my wife loves Frisians. If, you've, if you haven't seen any of those, you've got to check them out. But So you see that and maybe you'll get a picture of what kind of horse this guy was finding. It was just magnificent. He, he just had to have it. And he knew that no matter what the cost was, he was going to pay it and get it. And he traveled across the country, and he talked to the owner, and the owner said, sure, I'll sell you the horse. Well, heck, yeah, I mean, for the price, yeah, why not? So he gives him the money he needs, but the guy starts talking to him about how he trained the horse with a special uh, set of commands. And he said, this horse is only going to respond to these commands, and that's how we train them here, because it makes them that much more unique and not just anybody's going to get on your horse and be able to ride it. So he goes, oh, well, okay. The billionaire says, what are you talking about? And he says, well, for example, you get on the horse, you want him to go, you say, praise the Lord. And this billionaire, he's, he's not a, a church-going guy. He's probably an atheist. Uh, you know, most billionaires are. Anyway, he says, praise the Lord. Really? And, he's, and the owner, I mean, the former owner now says, yep, that's the way you get him to go. He said, so the billionaires, okay, whatever. I mean, he just knew he wanted this horse. So he already had himself a, 
a trailer and, and a way to get the horse back across the country. So he takes off with the horse. They're going across the country, and, and as they're driving through the, the heartland, there's this wonderful area, let's say like right around the Missouri River. I crossed that a couple times when I was on my trip, so it kind of reminds me of that. Maybe the Missouri or the Mississippi. There's a couple of places in there really cool where he's like, I, I got to try this horse out. You know, I, I don't want to go all the way home without riding this horse. So he gets the horse out, gets him all saddled up, gets on the horse, and he's like, oh, yeah. And he first tries a couple of commands, you know, like, come on, horse, giddy up. The horse won't move. He's like, oh, yeah, the, the guy said I got to say praise the Lord. So he says, oh, timidly, praise the Lord. And sure enough, the horse starts walking. And he says, well, that's not comfortable. I want to, you know, if you've ever ridden a horse and you're just walking, you know it's not very comfortable. So he says, praise the Lord, a little bit louder. And the horse gets going a little bit more. He goes, this is pretty good. This is great. But he really wants to test him. So he, praise the Lord. And sure enough, the horse just takes off galloping across the meadow. And it's just a thing to behold. It's beautiful. Horse and rider are like one unit flying across the meadow and such wonderful. It's like a thing right out of heaven. But then he looks up ahead and he sees this cliff and it comes up to the river. Probably that Missouri River or Mississippi River I talked about. Anyway, he's uh, coming up to the river and there's a big cliff. It's like a 200-foot drop. And he starts to think, I don't, I don't know the command to stop this horse. So he's like, whoa, horsey, whoa. And the horse just keeps galloping, galloping. And he's, stop, come on, horse, stop. Uh, no, no, nothing works. He's thinking to himself, what do what those Christians do? What do, they, what do they do to finish something? Oh, yeah, oh, wait. I know. Uh, um, uh, it's a, what is that word? Amen. Yeah. So he sees the cliff and he's coming right up to it and he says, Amen. And the horse stops and slides right up to the edge of the cliff. And the billionaire goes, Shoosh. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. Maybe you don't find it as funny as I did, but I thought it was hilarious. And uh, I could just envision that horse going right over. And the guy, horse and rider, uh, like the old um, Roadrunner cartoons where the coyote goes flying down and you finally see a little puff of smoke down at the bottom. I don't know. It was, it was hilarious to me. So I wanted to share that with you. And then I'm going to get right back to big shot material, okay? You heard me talk about the beginning. Hey, guess what, big shot? You're not so hot. Well, you really, if you, if you think of yourself as a big shot, you're really not all that. And if you start thinking more um, of yourself than you should, basically you're attempting to walk on water. And I can tell you that's not going to go well for you. In fact, God in heaven actually laughs at you for that. What? I know, I know. It doesn't sound like the God you've heard about, right? But the one true living, loving God of all creation, he laughs at any earthly wannabe big shot. So, why does God laugh at big shots? Well, it's all about expiration dates. Not all about it, but it has a lot to do with it. Because no one has a specific time to die, but every person who's born on earth does eventually die. So it's really laughable that anyone would ever think they could be in charge for more than just a little while. In other words, God sees and he knows the futility of all the men who have ever plotted such things. 
He watched all the generations come and go, all of them before us and, and all of them now. And God inspired King David to write about the only one who will ever rule the world. And I'm going to share a song with you right now about the, the only king, the king of hearts. And I'll be right back. Working it out, they say they figured it out. You hear them blatantly shout. They don't need no savior. So full of pride, they say your life is inside. Don't need some prophet who died and rose again to save you. Grinding their axe for all their love and attacks. So don't you give them no facts because they're mine.
Yep, the king of hearts, Jesus, will eventually be the rule of this world. The whole world will belong to Jesus. On a side note, currently it's not in his control. Oh, I know, that's blasphemy. But you know what? I could point out three places in the book of John where Jesus himself tells you that he's not the ruler of this world. That's how I digress right now. Um, It's important to understand where you stand right now and forever. I got a couple of questions. Would you rather try to be king of the world and never really succeed, or would you rather serve your loving creator who actually made the world? And before you answer, consider this. Serving doesn't mean being a tormented slave. Serving is a good thing when it's done with love for someone else. And here's a key point. Jesus is your creator. I don't care who you are, if you don't, even if you don't believe in him. He's your creator. Yet he came to earth as a man, and he served every one of us. He served every one of us. He didn't rule over every one of us. He served us. So he is the only God, and he's the God who leads by example. So give up your tough guy or tough girl notion. You're really not all that. You will expire one day. And when that happens, I hope you don't find yourself in hell with these words by Billy Joel echoing in your head. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. You had to be a big shot, didn't you? All your friends were so knocked out. You had to have the last word last night. You know what everything's about. Big shot. All right, I'll stop with the Billy Joel uh, talk sing impressions that does it for this episode of rhyme and reason brought to you by tonyfunderburk.com that's t-o-n-y-f-u-n-d-e-r-b-u-r-k.com and as always i want to remind you and help you remember there is a rhyme and reason to life because god made you there's a rhyme and reason for your life